Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands together and give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them the power of the Lord is here. Amen. Many, many years ago, we had an evangelist come through. He preached a simple message, but it was a visual that he gave us that I'll never forget. Talked about that power outlet that's there that has all of the source that you need to run any appliance. But in order for that appliance to be empowered, it has to be plugged in. I have you know that's pretty simple physics right there. Amen? But the, the powerful visual that it gave us is, you know, you most resemble that power cord that is plugged in when, when both of those hands are raised up toward heaven. Amen? And that's how we plug into the source. When we get vertical with heaven. Amen? When we forget it. Your problems are all out here, amen? Amen, your problems are all around you, but when you get vertical and you begin to give praise unto the Lord, you plug into that source of power. So I wonder if you could take off your, your eyes off of everything around you and plug into Jesus right now. He is the source. Come on, he's the one that gives me strength. He's the one that has power. The only way that I can overcome is if I get plugged into Jesus. Amen. 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 The Lord bless you. Amen. I want to say how grateful we are today to have all of our guests that are here. Amen. So good to see Daniel here today. Amen. And he brought his sister Rebecca and brother Joshua. We're glad to have them here with us. Amen. And I, I had snuck back there for a moment and got to greet them, but his friend from college was pretty heavily involved in worship. I didn't want to interrupt her. But we do want you to know that we're glad you're here with us, amen, to worship with us this week, amen? Amen. And to all of our guests, amen, we say welcome home. Amen. We say welcome home. We want, when you walk into Living Hope, we don't want you to feel like you found a, a, a corporate gathering, but you found family. Amen. We're one family around here, amen? We're one family that's come together with one purpose. In fact, our statement is, and you can help me, we are a Strong family of believers. No, it's a family. Is a strong family of believers that exists to build strong families. I get it wrong every time, and I'm the one who came up with it. Amen. We are a strong family of believers that exists to build strong families. Amen. Amen. Well, today we have something special that we're going to be doing. The ushers are going to help me right now, and they're going to be passing out a, a form, a document that everybody should get one. And when you came in, you should have. If you're, if you're a part of Living Hope and you've been around here, you should have gotten a sticky note. Now, if you're here right now and you didn't get one, don't worry. All right, we're not excluding you. We don't want to leave you out. We certainly want to give you an opportunity to be involved as well. But first, you'll probably want to hear everything I've got to say before you say, yeah, I want, I want a sticky note too. Because this sticky note comes with some responsibility. All right, if that sticky note was a little bit heavy when you picked it up, there's a reason why. Amen. But how many blue sticky notes in the house? Come on, make some noise if you got a blue sticky note. Team Blue. How many orange sticky notes in the house? Settle down, settle down, settle down. Amen. We are starting today an initiative called Summer Surge. Everybody say Summer Surge. And Summer Surge is a personal, spiritual, and church growth initiative that we are launching this summer to defeat the summer slump and strengthen our church and our homes. Amen. This summer is going to be exciting, empowering, and edifying here at Living Hope. Amen. We want this summer. Somebody say, I want it to be exciting. I want it to be empowering. And I know it's going to be edifying. 
So we are right now, we are dividing the church. The only time that I'll use the word division in the church. But we are dividing the church into two teams. We're going to have an orange team led by team captain, Junior Gutierrez. Brother Junior, why don't you come up here? Brother Junior, come on down. The price is right. Here he comes. And the blue team is led by Brother Jarrell Alexander. So, if you received an orange sticky note, you are on the loot, I mean the orange team. And if you receive the blue sticky note, you are on the good guys team, the blue team. If you didn't get one, again, we're not going to leave you out. There is a table in the foyer. And if you'll see us at the church, we are going to make sure that you're put on a team. We're going to be competing against one another through the summer, starting tomorrow night, concluding on Sunday, September the 3rd. On September the 3rd, following service that day, we're going to be catering food from Randy's Ribs. And if you've never had food from Randy's Ribs, you're about to be blessed. And the, the losing team is gonna serve the winning team. Now everybody's gonna get to eat, don't worry. After the winners are done eating, the, 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 the orange team is gonna be able to eat after we're done. All right, so everybody's gonna get to eat that Sunday. Here are the different elements that we're going to be awarding points for, and you can see those spelled out in the document that you have in front of you. Each prayer opportunity, Monday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday morning prayer. So that Sunday night we have corporate prayer at 6.30. On Wednesday we come a half hour before Bible study and we pray. That starts at 6.30, and then Sunday we pray, and that starts at 10.15. Did I get that right? 10.15. And if you'll come during those times of prayer. Now, after, what there's going to be in the foyer, there's going to be orange and blue sign-up sheets. And you'll sign up on that sheet saying that you've been here. Your name is going to be on there, and you'll just kind of sign next to that. But after 10 minutes after prayer has started, those sheets will be removed. All right, so you can't come in the last two minutes and get credit for being here at prayer time. That's not how the cookie crumbles, all right? Each Monday night, we're going to have, starting tomorrow night, we're going to have a recorded 15-minute message that will begin at 630 Tomorrow night, we have Brother Aaron Bounds, who is going to be ministering to us. Amen. We got incredible ministers that have agreed to uh, send a message that is particular and specific to Living Hope. And then following that message from those ministers, we'll spend 15 minutes in prayer. Every weekday morning, starting tomorrow, there will be devotions at 7 a.m. presented by the ministry from Living Hope on tv.livinghopemd.com. I think that's on your document. You don't have to memorize that. Amen. And those, de those devotionals are going to reinforce the five smooth stones, which are up on the wall behind me. A mo Monday is going to be a, a devotional focused on prayer. Tuesday, a devotion focused on fasting. Wednesday is focused on the word. Thursday on fellowship. And Friday is going to be on evangelism. And every week, there'll be new devotionals circulating or um, encompassing around those themes. So here's how you get points for watching the devotions. All right, you get three points for every family member that watches the devotions. Now, how are we going to know that? Because we have embedded a word. It's going to be a big graphic that will come up during one of those devotions this week. We're not telling you what day. We're not telling you what time. We're not telling you. You've got to watch them all if you're going to get it. When you see that word, you're going to text to the church cell phone. You're going to text that word that you saw. Amen. And that's how we're going to know that you watch the devotionals. Now, how many of you want to grow this summer? How many of you know that you grow through the Word of God and you grow through prayer? You don't, you don't grow through thinking about growing, right? You don't grow by thinking, I want to grow. You grow by getting engaged in the Word of God and in prayer. All right, so three points for every time that you, so if you do it and your wife does it and you're, you know, obviously some of your children might be too small. Okay, so one, one family member can text with the names of the family members that watch. Now, we're, it's an integrity thing here, all right? So if your wife was in the other room asleep during that, you know, don't put her name in there for that one, okay? So, we're, again, this is opportunity for you to grow spiritually. Uh, you get one point for every church service you attend. That's Sunday school, Sunday worship, and Wednesday service, as well as interest groups. Every time that you uh, participate in one of those services that you're there in attendance, you're going to get one point, and the attendance team is going to be tracking 
all of that. All right, we already have that one. Uh, we've, we've had that one going on before. We'll just continue that. We will have two outreach events. So Brother Junior is going to be uh, working with Bishop. They're going to be strategizing, and they're going to be coming up with two outreach events for the Orange Team. Brother Jarrell is going to be doing the same for the Blue Team. We'll communicate with you in advance. And if you participate in that evangelism effort, your team, you will get three points towards your team and individually for that. Uh, each Monday, each month rather, we're going to have a Wednesday night praise in the park, weather permitting. We'll still have prayer at 6.30, and then at 7 o'clock, we're going to go out to the parking lot. Amen. The praise team is going to be out on the patio, and we're going to have a time of worship out there. We're, gonna, we're trying to see if we can get a few food trucks to come, so it'll be a time of praise and worship and fellowship as well. Our theme as a church, again, is that we're a strong family of believers that exist to build strong families. So here's what we're going to do. One time. Everybody say one time. One time. All right, not, not one time. One time, this summer, you will get, your family will get 20 points for missing church to be on a vacation. Not missing church, emphasis to be on a vacation because, how many of you know, once in a while your families need a vacation. You need to get away. I, I know ours does, and I believe you do as well. So one time, well, we weren't here the last five Sundays because we were on, that's not, you don't get 20 points for every time. All right, one time, you get 20 points for missing church to be on vacation with your family. And what we're asking is if you can coordinate that with your team captain to let them know when you're going to be on vacation. That concludes the last Sunday you can get credit for vacation is August 13th, all right? Coming up July 16th, we're going to have Friends and Family Day. It was going to be on July 2nd, but we started getting some feedback that that's going to be a big weekend for family vacations. It's a long weekend, and so we're not going to do it that weekend. We're going to do it July the 16th, but that's a great opportunity for you to get points for yourself and for your team. So not only is the team that gets the most points going to be able to eat first, but our top three individuals that get the most points, they're going to be given an award as well. We're still kind of, it's going to be something nice, all right? It's not going to be like a, a gift to five and below, all right? We're, we're going to get something nice for those top three gift getters. So I don't, who in here has the confidence that they're going to be in the top three? All right, Brother Chris. I, all right, well, that, that can't happen. So some of you, you're going to have to turn on your competitive juice and make it happen. Today at 4 o'clock, all right, at 4 o'clock today, there's going to be a video released at tv.livinghopemd.com and also on our church private Facebook page. And in that video, I'm going to go through all the details because I know once some of you are competitive, all right, if you feel like you've been slighted a point, it, it's going to be ugly around here. So I, I want to answer every question you've got, all right, or at least do my best to. But everybody, please remember that this is to be fun. Everybody say fun. All right, we want to have fun this summer. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be edifying. All right, so I believe that if you will catch the wave and if you will get plugged into this initiative, then you will experience growth this summer. Amen? And so to keep it fun, starting today, after service is over, we have Rita's Ice. All right, and it's going to be served out in the patio. We have orange ice for the orange team, and we have blue ice for the blue team. If you're a guest here today and you're not on either team, you get to choose which one you want. All right, so orange or blue ice. If you're on the orange team, I think it's Florida Naval Orange is the one we have, and if you're on the blue team, it's blue raspberry today, and that will be served out on the patio as soon as service is over. You can actually go right out those back double doors, and they'll be, not during altar call, once that's over, you can go out there, and they're going to be serving. So how many of you are excited about Summer Surge? I need the blue team to help me right now. Let's speak some faith. Come on, blue team, we're going to win this. How many on the orange team think you're going to win? Amen. All right. Thank you to our team captains. Let's thank our team captains that are going to lead their team into victory. At least Brother Jarrell is. Brother Jarrell, I have confidence. Amen. So let's get excited. All of the, the Bible says provoke one another to good works. That's what this is about. We just want to provoke you to be faithful to church attendance, faithful in prayer, bring friends to church, teach Bible studies. Amen. And we're going to see God do a great work this summer at Living Hope. Ephesians chapter 5, if you would turn with me in your Bibles.
to the book of Ephesians. If you're a guest today, you're probably thinking this church has lost their minds. Amen. Perhaps we have. The Bible says that we're to be not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means we've got to get a new mind. Amen? Amen. And so we would love, if you're a guest here today, we'd love you to catch the wave and get involved in Summer Surge. Amen. Invite your friends and family. Bring them out. And we just want to see God do great things at Living Hope this summer. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse number 15. The Bible says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I want to read those three verses now from the New Living Translation. It simply says it this way, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Amen. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Amen. The Lord bless you. I want to preach for just a few minutes this morning on this thought, a statue called opportunity. Amen. A statue called opportunity. In ancient Greece, there were statues everywhere. One man who lived in Athens centuries ago stated that there were more statues than there were people at one point. If you were to walk into Athens, you were sure to see one statue in particular. It was the statue called Opportunity. And this statue provides a vivid illustration of the nature of opportunity and how it works in our lives. You can go to that image that is there. The statue that is portrayed is the imagery. And I chose the picture because Greek statues had a little... um, Anyway, we just chose to go with the picture. I'll just say that. But the statue called Opportunity portrayed the imagery of a person that had long flowing hair at the front of their face but was completely bald in the back. A strange image, no doubt, but an accurate depiction and description of what Opportunity looks like. To put it simply, the statement that was being made by the sculptor who sculpted this statue called Opportunity was simply this. You can grab opportunity when it's coming towards you, but you can never get a hold of it once it's passed. Amen. You can get a hold of opportunity when it's approaching you, but once opportunity passes, you can never grab it again. We can learn a lot from this statue called opportunity. How many moments have we looked back upon wishing that somehow we could reach back and grasp them? If, if I could somehow just have one more opportunity to take hold of that moment. And this time, if I could just get a hold of opportunity, this time I'll be sure not to let it pass me by. I come this morning to challenge this congregation today, to challenge individuals and families alike, amen, to grab hold of moments of opportunity that you simply cannot afford to miss. Amen. I came to preach to somebody in this building today that even now there are opportunities that God is providing you. Amen. That even as I preach today, God is giving you one more opportunity. He's giving you one more chance. Amen. And I would ask somebody today, don't wait until opportunity passes you by because once it passes, you'll never be able to get a hold of it again. I speak of moments that now can be apprehended. How many times have people looked opportunity in the eyes but hesitated only to look back with regret? That's what the bald spot on the back of opportunity is. It's regret. It's remorse. It's wishing that I could go back and do it all over again. Amen. Moments that now can be apprehended. But the ripple effect of consequences, the consequences if ignored and neglected will be far-reaching. I want to preach for just a few minutes on some of these opportunities that God is bringing to Living Hope this summer. Amen. I know that summer surge, I know we had a little bit of fun with it, but make no mistake, this is not just a fun campaign. It's not something that is marked by Rita's ice and, 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 and by the, the competitive nature of an orange and a blue team. I believe that God is bringing opportunity to living hope this summer. I believe that God is placing in front of this church an open door. 
And I would say I do believe this in the Holy Ghost, that there are opportunities Doors that God is opening that over these next three months, some of you will choose not to take advantage of it. And perhaps even in eternity, you will look back with regret, wishing that you had grabbed hold of opportunity when it, when it presented itself to you. The first moment of opportunity that I would present that you can't afford to let pass you by is spiritual renewal. Amen. You can't afford to let those moments pass you by. Earlier in the middle of worship, they were singing about that God of miracles. And before they went into that song, my daughter was talking about that woman with the issue of blood. Amen. That that was a specific moment. It was a moment of opportunity. That woman for 12 years had battled with an issue of blood. For 12 years, she had gone to doctor after doctor. But not one of them were able to give her the remedy for her illness. Amen. But one day, she heard that Jesus was passing by. Amen. Can I tell you that that woman apprehended opportunity? Amen. When she saw it approaching. If she would have waited, amen, if she would have waited to apprehend, if she would have waited to get a hold of Jesus, can I tell you she would have died with that issue of blood? She would have looked back with regret and remorse because she missed her moment. I came to tell somebody today that your spiritual renewal is here today, amen, that spiritual renewal is coming to you, and when it comes, you got to get a hold of it. You might be sitting around a carnal crowd. You might be sitting around others right now that laugh and scoff at the idea of living for Jesus. I want to encourage you that if that is the case, then you need to separate yourself from carnal minds because this is an opportunity. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, now we're... Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass, we see the glory of the Lord. It's talking about that moment where the presence of God is among us and we are able to see the glory of the Lord. That spirit, that presence of God. And when in those moments when we behold the glory of God... The writer said that we are changed into the image from glory to glory even as by the, that, that moment that we see, that moment that we enter into the presence of God, that's where the changes begin to be made in our lives. That's where transformation takes place. And unfortunately, too many of us, when we're in the presence of the Lord, we're looking over here and we're looking over there. Perhaps we didn't even make it to church that Sunday. And so we miss moments of transformation. And then we look back at the bald spot. We look at that regret on the back of the head of that statue called opportunity can I beg and plead with somebody today uh, don't miss your moment uh, to be made a little more like Jesus don't be distracted amen don't be distracted don't be discouraged by yesterday's missed opportunities but get your eyes upon Jesus and as you fix your eyes upon him you will be transformed the writer said, from glory to glory. Amen. Ain't none of you good enough to just get all the way to glory in one visit. Amen. I, I get, I, I'm a little bit weary of those that, amen, they have one encounter with Jesus and all of a sudden they're perfect. That, that's not the way it works. But the writer said that we become a little bit more like him from glory to glory. That means this Sunday I come and I get my eyes on Jesus and I'm transformed a little bit. And next Sunday I come back and I get my eyes on Jesus and I'm transformed a little bit more. And tomorrow morning I wake up and I get on my knees and I pray and I'm transformed a little bit more. And tomorrow night I come to corporate prayer and I get together with, that's why you're not really growing. If the only time you encounter Jesus is on a Sunday morning, you're not really being transformed. It's from glory to glory. Don't miss those moments. Revelation 3 and 20, the Almighty said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will, if any man will hear my voice, if any man will hear my voice, if 
any man will open the door if, everybody say if, it's an opportunity and it's passing. It's coming toward you. And he said, I'm knocking at the door, but I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to force it on you. Amen. You've got to reach out and apprehend the opportunity that is coming. He said, if you will, I will come in. Hallelujah. Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's an opportunity, but you've got to come. So many of us resist coming to the Lord. Amen. We resist making it to the house of God. There's so many opportunities just in the last, in that five-minute speech I gave you, a presentation of Summer Surge. I've, invite, I've, I've given you 10 opportunities in a week's time to be impacted by the presence of God. 10 opportunities. And yet some will resist those. I've got too much going on. I've got this and I've got that. And the kids have this and the kids have that. Nothing else your kids are involved in are going to get them closer to Jesus. Nothing else that your families are involved in are going to have the supernatural significance like being in the presence of God. But come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Have you ever read the 23rd Psalm through the lens of opportunity? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Have you ever made a child lay down? Amen. Amen. As I get older, I wish my dad would call me and say, son, go take a nap. I remember when I was a kid and he'd tell me, go take a nap, I would fight. I would act like I was sleeping. I'd lay there for an hour, not really sleeping, but acting like I was just because dad told me I had to. Amen. But he makes me lie down. That's an opportunity for rest. Amen. Sometimes God is giving us opportunity for rest and the whole time we're fighting what God is trying to, the good shepherd is saying, I'm giving you opportunity for rest. And the whole time we're fighting back against what God is trying to renew and restore in our lives. He goes on and says, he leads me beside still waters. He leads me, be, the, the, the saying is that you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you you can't make him drink. I think the same thing is true with, with a lamb or sheep. Amen. He leads me beside still waters. You know what the shepherd is doing? He's giving you an opportunity for refreshing. You know what was happening a few minutes ago in worship when there were people with hands raised toward heaven? The good shepherd was leading us beside still waters. And there were moments of refreshing and renewal that were coming. But you've got to take advantage because those moments are fleeting. And if you don't apprehend the opportunity when it's there, it's too late once it passes you by. He goes on and says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Opportunity for security and certainty. He's giving me an opportunity to walk in a sure path. How many people, the question of life is, what am I supposed to do with my life? Well, the good shepherd is saying, I've got that taken care of. I'm giving you an opportunity for certainty and security. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Growing up and even now married, nobody has to tell me dinner's ready twice. Maybe once in a while, but the general rule of thumb is I have already anticipated that moment. By the time they say dinner is ready, I'm already sitting there. Amen. Got the, let's go. It's showtime. I'm ready to eat. But he prepares a table for me as an opportunity to be fed. And Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, the word of the Lord is, is delivered. And, and tomorrow, we're gonna, the devotionals are going to be delivered. Tomorrow night, uh, Brother Bounds is going to speak a word. And yet so many, the table is there. The food is being prepared. And yet they're absent. They're not at the table. Can I tell you, God is giving this church a window of opportunity. God is giving us a moment to say, you know what? I'm going to clear my schedule. I'm going to clear my calendar. And this summer is going to be a summer of growth. This summer is going to be a summer that I get, I grow in intimacy with the presence of God. Summer surge is an opportunity to make the most 
of moments in the presence of the Lord. This summer is, is our intention that I only will you be renewed physically. Again, I, I believe you need that vacation. One, everybody say one. I believe you need that. That renews, that does something for the, the mental, the emotional. It renews those things. But, but that's not our only intention. My intention is when we enter into September... There's not going to be a lack, a lack of momentum around here. There's not going to be a loss of, of sincerity. There's not going to be a loss of enthusiasm. But this church is going to be plugged in. Uh, amen. There's going to be power and there's going to be anointing. And with all of the busyness, the vacations, the cookouts, don't miss the moments that are going to be provided for you to grow, to become more like him to get into his presence and be transformed, to be refreshed and restored by the good shepherd. The second moment that we cannot miss, the opportunity we can't miss is the opportunity for spiritual growth. Amen, spiritual growth. Paul writes in his first letter to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, he says, Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Amen. How many you know there's no, no reason why people should look down upon you as a child of God? Amen. Three amens. A lot of people looking at me weird. Says, Timothy, don't, you're a, Timothy was a young pastor. Said, Timothy, I know that you're young, but don't let elders in the church use that as a reason why they can't follow after you. He said, but rather, here's, Timothy, if they're not going to look down on you, there's some things you've got to do in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Show yourself as an example of those who believe. Listen to what he says. Until I come, give attention to. Everybody say, pay attention. Give attention to the reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. He said, Timothy, you, if you're, if you're going to take advantage of this opportunity, then you've got to get focused on spiritual growth. You've got to get focused upon the Word of God. Amen. Upon reading it and receiving that Word of God. He goes on and says, do not neglect. Amen. Don't, don't be negligent. In other words, you need to nurture. Timothy, you've got to nurture that spiritual gift that is within you, which was bestowed upon you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands of, by the presbytery. And then he says, take pains by these. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Amen. Paul is saying to Timothy, grab a hold of opportunity for spiritual growth. Living Hope, Shaquan, I'm asking you, this summer could be a great summer of spiritual growth. Young men, amen, Chi-Chi and Diddy and young men sitting on the front row, this summer could be a summer of dynamic spiritual growth. I say that not just to the young but to the elders as well. This summer can be a summer of great dynamic But it's not going to happen on accident. It's not going to happen because you thought about it. It's going to happen because you apprehended the opportunity when it came. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, let me just make it plain. Be here tomorrow night for prayer. If your team eating first on September 3rd is what will motivate you to do that, then I'll do that every Sunday. Be here for prayer. Tune in tomorrow for the devotional. Be here Wednesday night for Bible study. Some of us are so spiritually anemic because we never feast. We never feed. The opportunity is there for spiritual growth, but we don't take advantage. Can I tell you, in eternity, the only growth that is going to matter. It's not going to matter how, how high you grew on the rank, uh, on the ladder, uh, uh, within your job. It's not going to matter how much your 401k grew. It's not going to matter how much your, your salary grew. None of those things are going to matter. The only thing that's going to matter in eternity is how much did you grow in Jesus Christ. And I know some of you have already written me off. You've already planned we won't be here. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing back a little bit against that. Y'all want me to be your pastor. 
the man, according to the word of God, the man that's going to stand with you in Jesus Christ on the day of judgment. And i got to give an account for your soul. Well, I'm telling you, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss this opportunity this summer that God has given you. You need to be here in prayer tomorrow night. You need to be plugged in to that devotional on Tuesday. You need to be here Wednesday night for Bible study. I don't know if I like that kind of preaching. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, Lay aside all malice, guilt, guile, I'm sorry, hypocrisies, envies, all speakings as newborn babes. Desire the sincere milk of the word. Amen. I can't wait to get the word. Why? That you may grow thereby. He said, come on, there's got to be, amen, if you're going to grow, there's got to be a hunger inside of you that every time the word is being shared, I want to be there so that I can grow through the word of God. Ephesians 4 and 14, that we henceforth be no more children. That means from this point on, We're not going to be children that are tossed to and fro, carried away by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. Amen. I believe it's time for some maturity to take place. Amen. When we're not carried away by every word somebody speaks, but we've got foundation because we didn't miss the opportunity when it was there. The third opportunity we cannot afford to miss is the opportunity of salvation. Amen. Everybody hear me right now. Amen. I don't want you to be able to stand on that day and say he never told us. I'm going to tell you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. How many of you know that God gets to pick what time is acceptable? We're on his time. He's not on our time. He said, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen. I think the saddest thing in eternity will be when people sat on church pews and that opportunity came running towards them with those flowing locks of opportunity down the front of their face. Amen. But they missed the moment and then they look back in eternity and they recount every time they had a chance to obey the gospel. Every time they had an opportunity to repent. Every time they had a chance to be baptized. Every time they could have come down and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. There will never be a greater regret than grasping at the baldness of past opportunities for the saving power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews 12, follow peace with all men. And I'm going to let you all help me. Follow peace with all men and anybody know the word? Thank you. Holiness. Holiness is not old-fashioned. Holiness is not a bad word. Holiness is not a cuss word. Follow peace with all men and without which no man shall see the Lord. Well, we don't like holiness any longer. Well, then you ain't looking forward to seeing Jesus because the only ones that are going to see him are those that are living holy lives. Now, for those of you that didn't like the way I've been preaching, I'm going to double down and probably run some of you out of here right now. Uh, Amen. The Bible goes on and says, looking diligently lest any man fail in the grace of God. Looking diligently. Amen. you got to get a hold of that opportunity. When we talk about salvation, you don't know that tomorrow is promised you. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Listen to me today, living hope. Some of you don't like verse 16, but it's still in the Bible. Lest there be any fornicator. Amen. That's not Greek for something other than what it really means. It means sexual immorality. 
Amen. I'm talking to some of you that are shacking up and sleeping with your girlfriends and boyfriends. You need to know that the Bible still calls that sin. Now, I know we all want to preach against homosexuality and the transgender movement, and they're just as much a sin as anything else, but fornication is still a sin. It still is not pleasing unto God. I can't believe he's preaching against this on us. I'm trying to help you get to heaven because if you don't get right, you ain't getting there. And I know some of you think, well, pastor don't know. Pastor knows more than you think pastor knows. And in the day we live in, pastor don't have to know a lot because you put it out there on Facebook for everybody. Pastors used to have to be spiritual. Now all they got to do is have a Facebook account. And we put all our business out there. That's not the real shame. The real shame is you saints that like it and love it and share it and repost it. Can I ask you to do me a favor? If somebody ain't living right, stop loving what they're doing. Stop liking what they're doing. Stop sharing what they're doing. Well, I don't want them to think I'm mad at you. Here, here's a little hint. You don't have to say anything. I'm not saying you got to get on there and be hateful. Just, just shut the computer off. Get on some other account. Do something else. Amen. But it, it, is, it is an indictment against the name of Jesus when we get on there and people are fornicating, having babies out of wedlock, and the church is getting on there and loving it and liking it and reposting it. The writer of Hebrews likened fornication to the sin of Esau. That's what he said. He said fornication is like the sin of Esau. What was Esau's sin? Is he, he chose a moment of pleasure over covenant relationship with the Father. And some of you think you're good because pastor hasn't called you out. Let me tell you, the church today may have fallen in love with sin, but Jesus still ain't in love with sin. You can get mad at me, whatever you want to do, but I have, a, I have a responsibility to preach the word of God today, and it's time for the church to, to fall out of love with sin because sin is destroying people. The church might have become comfortable with liking and sharing and reposting and putting little hearts on it, but God has not gotten comfortable with sin, and he never is going to be comfortable with sin. Revelation 9 and 20. The rest of the men, this is talking about the judgment that's coming. It said the rest of the men which were not killed by the plagues, listen, yet repented not. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that your sin can't be forgiven by God. But forgiveness is not just you saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgiveness is a change of behavior. Forgiveness is walking in a different direction. Forgiveness is stopping what you're doing. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. Repentance is stopping what you're doing. And it's going in a different. If I know what I'm doing is not pleasing God, repentance is not me coming up and crying buckets of tears and saying I'm sorry and then going back out and doing the same thing. Amen. Repentance is me turning from that lifestyle, turning from that activity, turning away from it. And he says, but these repented not of, their, of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver, brass, stone, wood, which neither, he said, you're worshiping things that can't see you, can't hear you, or they can't move. And we worship jobs that don't care about us. We worship cars. If your car breaks down, it ain't going to tell you it's sorry. Or you're, you're going to be sorry because of what it's going to take to get it running again. Your car don't care about you. It's, it's, it's an inanimate object. And we worship things that don't have any reverence. They don't have any feelings for us. Listen, but, and here's what it says about these that are going to be destroyed in judgment. He said, neither repent the day of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their 
fornication. Pastor, can you just back off of that a little bit? I mean, Pastor, you got ushers and you got people in leadership that are fornicating. Come on, don't get quiet on me now. We got to clean some things up around here. Living hope, we got to clean some things up around here. Living hope, we got to clean some things up around here. talking about taking it because here's the deal in in eternity when that moment of revelation comes and you're looking at the bald spot on the back of the head of opportunity and wishing I wish I would have listened to pastor and started living right and repented of my sin there ain't going to be any opportunity in eternity amen today is the day of salvation now is the appointed time And if you don't get right while you've got the opportunity, amen, one of these days you're going to wake up like Esau. The Bible says Esau sought for a place of repentance with many tears, but he could not find it. Amen. That is the saddest scripture in the entirety of the Bible is that somebody missed their moment and for eternity was lost. I plead with somebody today. You may walk out of this church and say that preacher preached too hard, but I plead with you to take advantage of this moment. Seek ye the Lord while he yet may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. I preach today, this is not a hate message, this is a love message. Because if you will turn right now while there is opportunity, he will forgive you. I don't care what your sin is, I don't care what you've done, I don't care how bad it is, Jesus will forgive you. But the only way he can forgive you is you've got to turn from your sin. Turn to our God and he will abundantly pardon Isaiah 1 and 18, come now, let us reason together. Come now. Everybody say now. Well, when do you think the best time for me to repent would be? What about Wednesday night? No, come now. Let me tell you when the best time for you to get things right with God, it's right now. Amen. I wouldn't wait another moment. I'd run down to this altar and get things right with God. I wouldn't wait until the preacher finishes preaching. I would run down to this altar and get right with God while there's still an opportunity. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, amen, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you will respond now. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When, when, when the times of refreshing shall come. I wish you'd envision right now that, that statue called Opportunity with long locks of hair flowing down the front. Amen. I wish you'd envision that opportunity approaching you, that opportunity to repent. Amen. So that you can get a hold of it. So that when those times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. I believe we're going to see a great re revival of repentance in this church over the next three months. I believe we're going to see a great revival, amen, of spiritual renewal in this church. But here's the deal. We're praying for backsliders to come back home, but First Peter says judgment starts in the house of God. You want backsliders to come back home and repent? Then the church has got to repent first. Ain't no way the backsliders are coming. If we want a revival of backsliders, then it's got to start in here. I wish we'd raise our hands together right now. The opportunity is here. The grace and the mercy of God are in the moment you step into eternity. The moment you step into eternity. 
The opportunity is gone. Ain't nobody going to pray you into heaven. I hate to bust your bubble, but that is false doctrine. Nobody can pray you. I can't pray you there. Every man, the Bible says, is going to be judged according to his own works. And right now, the blood of Jesus is waiting. If somebody would come and repent, he's going to cover every sin. He's going to cover it with his precious blood. But the opportunity is now. Oh, pastor, I got, I got plenty of time. I'm just, I'm a young man. I've got years. Oh, you don't know. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. The worst thing that I can imagine, I, it's not what I want. I don't want you to wake up in eternity and, oh, I wish I'd have listened to pastor. That's not what I want. I want you right now. Any further, I, I wish you'd raise your hands. I don't need to know what your sin is. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm trying to preach conviction into this place, not condemnation. I'm here today to tell you Jesus forgives. I'm here today to tell you Jesus loves. But I'm here today to tell you you're not going to make it into heaven with sin in your life. You're not going to make it into eternity with sin in your life. Today is the day of salvation now. Oh, this message is for other people. It's not for me. If any man, if any man say he doesn't have sin, the Bible says that that man that says he doesn't have sin is a liar. Everybody, there's room at this altar for every person in this room. There's room for somebody to come today and say, Lord, I just want to take advantage of this moment. Opportunity is knocking right now. Opportunity. Opportunity right now. I don't know about tomorrow, but I do know right now, right now. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I do know right now in this moment the grace and the mercy of God are waiting here at this altar for you to come. I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about five years from now, but I do know about right this moment. Hallelujah, I plead with somebody. Come on, this summer. I believe this summer is going to be a great summer of spiritual growth. But only if you take advantage of the opportunity. I believe this summer is going to be a great summer of revival. Backsliders are coming home. But only if you take advantage of the opportunity. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus.